and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and a safe Black Friday, and I hope everyone watched The Irishman, of course, since it's Netflix release on Wednesday. We, of course, released our review episode for The Irishman last week, so this week I am happy to say that we have some special bonus content for you all. This episode is an interview with a very talented actress from right here in the state of Connecticut. She has performed in such Netflix originals as Mindhunter and The Punisher, and she can be found alongside Robert De Niro, Anna Paquin, and the rest of the Sheeran family in The Irishman. It was my pleasure to sit down with the ever-cheerful Jordan Di Natale. We talk about her experiences on and off the set with Scorsese and that all-star cast. We also get into how she landed this role and how she prepared for what might be her highest profile role to date, Connie Sheeran. If you are listening for the first time, I hope you check out our past episodes and subscribe to the Nomcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to podcasts, and maybe drop us a review. Okay, let's get right to it. Thanks so much to Jordan for taking the time to speak to us. Thanks so much to her lovely mother, Robin, for hanging out. And thanks so much to all of you for listening to this wonderful interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Here is my conversation with Jordan Di Natale. You're, you're a rare piece in, in this state. I mean, to be honest, we're both, we both have the same degree. So, oh, yeah. and here we are where you're in my basement and you were just on the screen that I was watching. So we're in a little bit of a different place in life. So that's fine. Well, you have like uh, a great voice for this though. Oh, well, thank I you. I noticed. I was like, it's just like the great, like timber, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. well it all originated at uh, Southern Connecticut State University, just <laughs> like you. So now you were in East Haven, East Haven yeah. the whole time, right? Yeah. My mom's from West Haven too. <laughs> yeah. Born and raised in West Haven. Oh, mom. really? Mm-hmm. All right. I just moved from, I lived right next to Painter Park, oh. like that area, those burbs inside there. So, but you know, obviously you're not there anymore and, and you know, but you're still in state, but you're still working mm-hmm. all over. Uh, not only are we, uh, you know, alumnus together, yep. but you're also on some of my favorite shows, let alone the reason why you're here, the, the Irishman. I mean, Mindhunter is my favorite show right now. Uh, and obviously you were a part of that. Uh, and yep. The Punisher, which, you know, obviously got cancel it was kind of a casualty of of the disney streaming wars and everything else but it was obviously well received so you got to play in those waters as well so a lot of people would probably come to you and kind of say well look at the cast of the irishman there's a star every five feet no matter what (laughs) scene you're in and the biggest scene that you're in is everybody yeah so <laughs> i mean cool. i know that's amazing uh i'm sure that they staggered that though i'm i'm sure they piece did that in pieces though um, where you're not literally surrounded by the entire cast the whole time well we actually that was a long shoot that yeah. scene took like a couple it took like a like two weeks wow just to shoot that scene yeah it was crazy um where did they shoot that uh, in New York. It was okay. at a ballroom um, in Harlem. Oh, okay. And it was cool because it was like, um, 
it was all already like a lot of it was kind of already decorated yeah super old fashioned oh cool so of course they had set decoration but it was like the vibe was already there so i think that's a lot of the reason why they chose it right and it was also really big and um yeah, it took a long time for a lot of reasons, but um, we did have a couple of days where we had to like stop production because of the smoke. We had smoke machines, oh, right. and then yeah. like there was like three hundred extras or something, and oh, they man. were all smoking the herbal cigarettes because right. only that's allowed. Right on indoors, set. yeah. But like there was so much smoke. Oh, I can imagine. Um, so that caused some problems. And yeah. Then, Oh, of um, course. My my wife yeah. uh, has asthma and wouldn't last two seconds, probably even with the herbal being in that environment. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it was mm -hmm. an issue. And nobody's used to it anymore either. Everybody's no. either vaping or you're never around it. And to have it that much yeah. in one concentrated area has got to be daunting. It was a lot. Yeah. So, but there were a lot of times when we were all on set at the same time. Right. Like every single big actor was just surrounded just surrounded by them it was cool yeah so what does that atmosphere feel like for you you're not a, a rookie by any means obviously mm -hmm. and you've done even just other netflix projects like i stated so how, how how is that different for you how is this different than some of the stuff you worked on before um it was it was cool it was kind of like i was able to just really kind of sit back and take it all in right because obviously in those in that scene that you're referencing i'm not um not like the main person by any means sure. so um, it's hard to be in that movie yeah um so i think in other things like in the uh, mind hunter or the punisher right where it was like i was had to be like very focused on my lines and my character and, right and even the um the the action like the the blocking right because you know we rehearse the scene a bunch of times and everything has to be perfect hit your mark and this and that right so that's like clouding your mind and then you don't really have time to think and then all of a sudden you do the scene a bunch of times and then it's over yeah but with this it was like with the irishman it was like we were i was on set for a long time just kind of getting to like look around and yeah. take it all in yeah and just being around all of those Big Dogs was so amazing. Right. Did you get yeah. to form relationships with any of them? I mean, obviously, I don't know how... You said that scene took a long time, mm -hmm. but uh, as far as screen time for yourself, uh, you know, maybe how long would you say you were on set? Um, it was a long shoot in general, yeah, I realized. Yeah, I think I was on set about three weeks total. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, and just for those two scenes that I'm in, Right. It was like a kind of like all together, like a three week thing. Wow, that's they, intense. It was staggered. It was like um, one was in like November or something. And then the next right. scene I didn't do till like February. Right. It was like very, yeah, staggered. But I think um, I did, we did all kind of bond. It was cool because for that big scene, we had um, kind of like a, we had, our, we each have our trailers. Right. But with that scene, um, because it was so long days and stuff we just all hung out in this green room together right um except for like de niro and pacino of course they that would, makes sense yeah go back to you know their private areas <laughs> right but it was cool like ray romano um yeah. jesse plemings anna paquin yeah we were all hanging out together yeah your sister and big sis yeah, yeah big sis and <laughs> you know met met her kids and it was just like oh that's fun yeah it was fun we would play games um i learned how to play texas hold'em and like <laughs> we'd have game tournaments right ray romano loves tournaments apparently oh okay so he <laughs> we had um yeah you know that um that heads up game where you yeah. mm -hmm. guess the 
if you ever seen Inglorious Bastards, that's right. kind of like a similar version. Yeah. There was, um, we actually had a heads up tournament where we had brackets and yeah. it, it went on, it was like, went on for hours. You did the electronic one, right? The electronic yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because we were playing with all of, all the famous people and famous people is one of the categories. <laughs> and so, um, someone was, um, quizzing Anna Paquin yeah. and, um, her name came up and we were like, it's you, it's you was the clue. Right. And she was like, and she said her name and you know, she got it. It was right. really funny. So <laughs> it's just like a, one of those like weird kind of like meta moments. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's interesting though, that you say like you had scenes that were so far apart. Is it hard to stay in it? Uh, as far as like, and I know obviously there are limited scenes that you're in, but obviously you come in with a sense of character, a yeah. sense of, you know, what the scenes are like. Is it hard to stay in it that long? Um, I think it depends. Um, for for this film, it wasn't, it wasn't super challenging because um, I kind of had like, there were uh, specific things I went to, like uh, I was, you know, at a banquet for my dad right and so it was like i know how my character is supposed to be at this banquet and right. that's kind of like a light and airy kind of i was gonna say you to were kind of like a ray of sunshine around <laughs> everybody else because everybody to this point has a much larger kind of like predetermined character like they kind of have been affected by your father more than mm. than you are i guess because you're you're the baby right yeah in, in this scenario yeah so, i'm the yeah the youngest daughter yeah i was gonna ask you like a uh, very stupid like oh so uh, how was it when they de-aged you into being a baby being <laughs> baptized by joe pesci but that would have been ridiculous <laughs> but um or uh, there's so many things with the de-aging thing that everybody got hung up on before the movie but i yeah. find a lot of people now that the movie's out and people have seen it they don't say a word, which says everything. I don't yeah. think it was a hindrance at all. I agree. Um, but obviously, not only yourself, but Anna Paquin, like, they couldn't do anything with you guys. You had younger characters. You had right. younger versions. Yours is obviously very different because you, did, you didn't have, like, someone to, to talk to or kind of emulate or right. vice versa for them to kind of see you know, kind of match up your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the Anna Paquin thing might have had something because her younger self is more prominent yes. in the movie. Did they have a relationship at all, do you know? I'm actually not sure. Okay. They, that that character that played the younger version of Anna yeah. Paquin, they filmed all that. I wasn't on set for that. Okay. So I'm really not sure. Okay. Yeah, but it's funny. More often than not, the answer typically is no. Like typically you right. don't have a relationship because things are filmed so staggered. Yeah. Um, and like often like you're on set with someone and you might be in a scene with them, but then all of a sudden they're just like, they just go back to their trailer yeah. and you never see them again. I hear you. That's kind of how it is. But this was a different situation with the Irishman. It was really cool that we all just kind of got to hang out and right and become friends so yeah because i remember uh reading something where pacino kind of said like it reminded him of kind of like the 70s where it was kind of so laid back and and the direction was so loose and just fun and kind of just a great time did you feel that way too i did and and i wasn't i obviously i didn't know what to expect being on a scorsese set right but 
what um because i thought i didn't know if it was going to be very strict and you know everything was which it was like very um organized yeah you know everyone had a job for everything she's the scope of this movie i would hope they're organized right but it was but yes it was very laid back and it Mm. was kind of calm and fun and like scorsese would come on set and like come around and say hi to us all individually right and um he would go around to the extras tables, like tell them that they're doing a good job. Right. Which is like kind of, yeah. I mean, he didn't have to do that no. because he has people doing that for him. Exactly. Um, so that, that was cool. Yeah. No, that's good of him. Uh, that's good to hear. I mean, obviously uh, you were saying that scene is so long. I've been on movies that took three weeks, Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let alone like scenes that take three weeks. Yeah. So I would think to keep, that atmosphere up and to get what you want from people i would i would hope that that kind of an atmosphere plays into that and and it shows because i mean that's a high energy scene you know a lot of people having to be kind of focused in and and focused on the people on stage and engaging constantly and maybe you're not like when you're doing your scenes the Mm -hmm. close-ups that they had on you Mm -hmm. were the actual actors on stage were they were you able to bounce off their energy or was it kind of yeah. Yes, actually, because oh, they had they had two cameras always right. going. So um, I'd say a lot of times there would be a camera on like my table, right, and also a camera, you know, somewhere getting another getting other action, right. Um, and yeah, we did do reaction shots at the same time sometimes, and then sometimes we did them not. But um, right. it it was funny. Like they'd be like, "All right, just." chat amongst yourselves oh and dad says something funny and laugh right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but then there were times when we did actually get to react to yeah. the real stuff and like the um the singing um the van zant um yeah frank frankie it's stevie stevie, stevie yeah, from the sopranos yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i, was, I totally I was forgot not. it was him anyway right yeah, yeah, yeah it was him and um um, you know, we were like actually dancing to him singing, oh, that's which fun. is cool. And yeah. then like the go-go girls that were dancing, right? they were amazing. They had to do that dance a million times. Oh, wow. And that, that was just exhausting. like, that was like amazing to watch. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Now, again, like you were saying, uh, do you have any special moments that you hold from the shoot itself? Um, I, I do. It's. Um, in the last scene I'm in on the couch when right. we find out that Hoffa is missing, mm. um, I was, that was cool because it was just, it was a very small set and it was just like us on the couch, just right. like the sisters and the family. And I remember, you know, Martin Scorsese came in and he sat down and he like talked us through the scene, right. um, which was really cool. And then I wasn't really doing much. I was just like leaning on my mom and right. stuff. And um, he, um, Scorsese, like, like told me, came up and told me that he liked what I was doing right. personally. And that was like, I was like, oh my God, he likes <laughs> what I'm doing. It was, yeah. it was a really... It's everything, right? Yeah, it's, it was like really cool and humbling and just like really kind of special moment yeah. for me. So <laughs> No, and that's great. And congratulations for that. I mean, uh, how, how did this process happen for you? So... You obviously had come off a couple other Netflix projects. Is there something in that? In the uh, did you have to audition? Like, how does this come together for you? Uh, well, th- this specifically was um, I got the audition through my agents and manager, um, right. and um, I went in for Ellen Lewis, who casted it, and um, 
she um it was it was just an improv so okay. it was super secretive they couldn't tell us anything about anything we just knew that it was you know um the movie called the irishman based right. on the hoffa story and everything right um and i just knew the so characters you had no idea this was a scorsese project no i i just knew the character's name hmm. um and 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 i had to go in i actually did research on the irishman cuz i was like okay right. i'm probably the daughter of robert de niro's character so like i did right. some research cuz they didn't tell us anything right and it was just an improv it was just like pretend like you're at a a um a banquet for your dad right and you're mingling and yeah that's that was the audition and oh, that's i remember i um actually through my research i found out that the daughter um uh frank sharon's daughters were yeah. were close with um with uh sharon uh hoffa Jimmy yeah hoffa. yeah and so so in my improv i kind of um, like took that and used it right. in how I you know, went about the improv. Um, I didn't know it was going to be an improv, but it actually ended up working out well. Right. Yeah. And, so. and in your research, did you, did you end up reading the book at all before this? Like how, how did you get into it once you knew what was happening? Did you read the book? Did you get the script or like any of I those didn't, things? I did not read the book because, um, I just I there was enough online. There's so yeah, many articles and true. stuff. Very yeah. True. Well, this has been around. He, he said he had the idea for this back when Casino was being. Yeah, made. he's had it for a long time. Yeah. Yep. So and I think just he, I think he knew it was going to be needed to be so big. Right. And you know the st- studios aren't really doing big movies anymore unless it's like action for sure su- yeah, it's superhero be movies movie. yeah. yeah it's gotta be marvel movie yeah it's a little taboo yeah. with scorsese right now right yeah so like <laughs> net but like netflix being this new platform and they just have so much money to yeah. give to directors it's pretty cool yeah i mean uh they over the years like i i just started this podcast back in december of last year and in that time you're seeing people like Alfonso Cuarón, you know, succeed through that. You're obviously seeing Scorsese, Steven Soderbergh shot two movies this year for yeah. them. So you're starting to see the changeover. And I, I personally find it exciting, though I will say as a as this movie kind of the narrative with it outside of the actual movie is whether you're going to see it on streaming or whether the fight to have it in theaters is going to happen. Yeah. And you know, we were just talking before before we got on mic uh, that I had just had an event uh, at a theater in, in the state. And, you know, it's a lot of people were very excited to see us in the theater. And to be honest, uh, you've seen the movie now probably at least once, if not multiple times, correct? Right. Just once so far. But okay. yes. Yeah, I did the cast and crew screening in New York. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where did they do that? It was at the Directors Guild okay. of America. Yeah. Excellent. And I know, obviously, they did the New York Film Festival, so that's why I didn't know whether that was a part of that. And my my takeaway after I saw the movie is I had this dread for people who will see this on Netflix mm-hmm. and have the Netflix effect of like, oh, I could just pause this and walk away. Right. Now, it's obviously not Netflix. It's any streaming. But the yeah. fact that this movie is on Netflix, I think you really need to sit with this movie and you really need to see the arc. Do you have that kind of same feeling? Yeah, I do. I agree. And I think um, it's also, it, it just depends on the kind of movie and the genre of, of you know, what is what needs to be seen in theaters yeah. and what you could maybe just 
watch it on Netflix. Right. But yeah, it's just like it's a it's made for the big screen. It's not made for. I mean, some people might even watch it on their laptop or yeah. or iPad or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't think you know is definitely just such a big movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think it should be seen in theaters. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, without obviously spoiling too much, because I'll do that my own on on the review side. But even still, the the third act of this movie, you can't appreciate it unless you take the ride all in one mm-hmm. sitting. I I feel anyway that you're literally seeing the arc of a man from you know in his 20s to his 80s you can't just go all right well i'll just kind of watch it hour by hour and still get the effect or the punch you could still get it but i think that it's it's made for the movies i agree and and i'm i'm glad it did eventually happen in a bunch of theaters in this state it almost looked like it was not going to really be that way um but i I definitely appreciate how was the reaction in the room when you went to the premiere it was um it was great it was yeah yeah it was amazing um just you know it's like there's always that moment after you watch a movie where it's kind of like silent for a second right and it's like what's it gonna be and it was a you know a big clap and yeah of course you know and you can just like feel the energy in the room everyone was so excited and so happy and at you know at a cast and crew screening it's cool because it's like it's the the makeup artists and the the, um, costume designers and the set designers that are all in the room and so they're seeing their hard work over like the course of years come to life right so it's really cool to be a part of those kinds of screenings yeah um which is like such a huge part i mean the costumes was insane for this yeah de niro had his own trailer full of of his costume changes yeah like a huge like bus full <laughs> of costumes. i can imagine i mean he's literally you know 60 years worth of clothing yeah. so i mean uh, depending on how much they have to carry all the time uh it's it's daunting it's it's a mm. lot of work and and i think his performance is great uh for the yeah. fact that he has to set a tone and carry it for so long uh, I've weirdly I heard today uh, that they kind of almost compared it to like a mob hitman version of Forrest Gump, where oh. it's like because you're kind of going from so early on to a, such a later stage and seeing the arc of an entire life, and you know it's true. And obviously, it's a lot of historical figures. It's a lot, of, so it, it makes sense. But it is yeah. kind of funny to to think about. But uh, it is impressive. I mean, and so he's playing your father. In right. this. When you got to read everything and got to do your research and everything, how did you find the family dynamic like between especially uh, the sisters and and him as their father? Like, how do you feel it was portrayed? Do you feel it was captured well in the film? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think um, I know from reading things that the at least I know Peggy, who Anna Paquin right. plays, was um, kind of afraid of her dad right. growing up or not afraid of him, but afraid of what he might do. Yeah. You know, cause what there he's, is capable, what of he's capable of. Right. Sure. Um, just maybe like this underlying fear. And I think he was just also very much your typical, um, at least he was portrayed as your typical, like, you know, working dad that's, you know, um, provides for the family, but doesn't give much else in terms of emotional support or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think it was 
portrayed like that. I think um, I learned that Connie, my character, being the youngest and also being the only daughter of his second wife, right? Um, from from a second wife, um, she was kind of like out of the picture a lot. She was okay. the youngest, and so she wasn't really. Um, when all that was happening, she was, you know, younger and like not interested in it. Right. Which is so. interesting because you see so much of Peggy yeah. at, at a younger age and completely kind of either gets sucked into the Jimmy Hoffa stuff mm-hmm. or obviously has a very standoffish, uh, scared relationship with Joe Pesci's character. Yeah. And so she sets the tone for a lot of that stuff in terms of like who who the family favors, uh, the relationships mm-hmm. outside of De Niro and maybe kind of foretelling, you know, how things will play out going forward. Yeah. And I don't know how you come into a movie to kind of portray that on your own. Like, yeah. like you said, you obviously knew the relationship with Hoffa and that helped out. Uh, did you share ideas amongst the other sisters? Did you kind of plan things out or was it kind of a, a solo mission for yourself? Um, it was, it was mostly a, a solo mission. I'd say, okay. I think for me, I focused a lot actually on my mom. Right. Because Irene was, um, you know, she was his, she was Frank's wife, like in the movie at right. the time, the present wife. And, yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of a big thing for me. I focused on like the relationship with my mom and dad, like me being the only sibling that had you know, both my parents together still, um, which isn't, you know, really in the story at all, but that was kind of like in the back of my mind for my character, um, kind of being happy that I had my mom with me, like at the table and my dad up on stage during that banquet scene, um, was definitely just something that like drove my character towards, you know, just feeling happy and, happy to be there and just sure. kind of like grateful and everything what now that you've seen the movie and obviously coming into it you knew a great deal what do you think people should take from this movie what do you hope for people to take from this movie huh. um well definitely families are messed up <laughs> yeah. that's that's for sure yeah um yeah um I just think as you say that with your mother well, yeah, it it's funny. It's funny because um even though, you know, Robert De Niro plays an Irish guy, yeah. but it felt very much like the dynamic of like an Italian family. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um which I'm very familiar with. <laughs> My family is Italian. Yeah. Um so did you grow up with Sir, uh, Scorsese's movies at all? Like a kind of a blueprint of things? Yeah, we we watch lots of them, but definitely like The Sopranos. Sure. Say. Um, yeah. I think I think more so was the main thing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the modern equivalent. You're what in your mid twenties, yeah. I believe. Uh, so uh, you know, obviously, maybe Casino and and Goodfellas and those type of things are a little bit more in your rear view. Right. Uh, I've seen them, but growing like more right after the fact. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think even for probably how old you were when The Sopranos started, that was a little early, Mom. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she, <laughs> she didn't want me watching it. Yeah. But um, I, I I had like walked in on some 
right pretty <laughs> bad parts yeah of course <laughs> like yeah um uh, yeah so but i have gone back and watched it now yeah the sopranos yeah but um yeah i think it it's it's crazy to me the the movie um i just think the the feat of of accomplishing something so so big and broad and like i i think reviewing movies is really cool but i always yeah. like to look at it with like kind of like a fresh pair of eyes because i think even if it's just say like i watch a movie and i don't think it's that good right i always try to find something in it because i think about like all the time and effort yes that really went into making it yeah so i think with this movie like it was like a triumph of yeah time and effort and what came out of it was just amazing yeah um and so i think just kind of like being aware of of that like when you watch it, i think you could really like see all the effort that went into it right you know and as far as like the message of the story of the movie mm-hmm. like did you have anything like to me as a person who has two young kids right now and kind of seeing especially that third act of this movie kind of yeah. just hit you so hard to kind of look back at your life and and see what it means and and seeing what you lost, even though you're caught up in the moment of yeah. trying to please all these other masters and you think you're doing the right thing. And then the things that matter at the end aren't maybe the things that matter in the moment. Do you have any things like that that resonated with you? Yeah, I think things like um, the idea of like slowing down, mm. just like taking a moment to like stop and recognize and like and just like see what's happening right so we just we go 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 we go so fast through life and that's kind of how the movie is like yeah it's from it's a long kind of slow movie but it's like going through the decades and then yeah it's like how one action leads to the next leads to the next and then like you said he's in the nursing home yeah at the end like if, you know i don't know if i would give away spoilers but no hey you know like <laughs> it's your movie no <laughs> um yeah you know it was just very um it, it makes you feel kind of sad and like melancholy yeah thinking about how the decisions you make now can affect you, the rest of your life yeah so i definitely think that's something to take away from it yeah it's kind of like slow down and think about things yeah, yeah. melancholy is a word that i hear a lot about how people feel at the end of this movie mm. uh very much a reflective movie you know right. s- something to really taken as a whole that's why i was saying you know i hope people take this in at you know in one shot because i think you really connect with that more if you take it all in at one sitting right you know it's hard to even not to get up and do bathroom breaks or any other distractions (laughs) and anything else and and obviously at home we're, we're very guilty of all that so i felt like a very a bigger connection when i'm watching it in the theater right and um i think that it goes along with like the whole idea how we don't in this day and age we have like s- less attention spans yes and, and so um, <laughs> yeah and and i think our media is like trying to adhere to that right instead of like the opposite instead of us like being able to sit down and just really try to focus on something right so right i think that that kind of i think it would be cool if you could actually watch this movie straight through yeah um you actually might you're definitely going to come away with like a greater message right yeah now one 
quick question about the the de-aging before we wrap up so you were in a scene where at this stage were they using mostly makeup because it's later later in the in the movie or were they actually using anything for the de-aging on set did you see any of that i did yeah um In the the banquet scene, yeah, um, yeah, they were using um, the de aging. They had um, there was like little infrared dots, okay, on their faces. So like on Pacino oh, cool. and De Niro and Pesci, right? Um, and then the makeup was over it. Oh, um, interesting. So like you couldn't see it, but the camera could oh. read it. And there's a special camera for that de aging. So right. a lot of the stuff was shot with the regular camera and then that special camera. Right. And sometimes at the same time and then sometimes they'd have to do it again with a special camera. Right. And then like um they would also have little kind of markers on their clothing as well because oh, they had to change their bodies a little bit too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Pacino had some markers on his shoulders right I'm not exactly sure what that was for the camera but i know right. it was you know to change kind of how their bodies were and everything oh it's interesting so that yeah it was cool yeah maybe like a posture thing that's the only thing i right, can kind of figure because yeah. kind of like you hunch as you age so right. there's something to that and i also remember seeing a lot um especially in the beginning your, their hands yeah. you saw a lot of shots of their hands you know people's hands age a lot yeah but their hands were young looking too yeah and i was just like it was just so cool to it's see. impressive detail very impressive yeah yeah and for how much people were concerned about it because people saw in the trailer you're seeing you know de niro in the military and he's in his 20s and you're like whoa right. what is going on i th- i think largely it was a non-issue I don't think it distracted. The only thing I did hear from people to think, and and it's not even that big a deal, is how blue his eyes were, where it was kind of almost like enhanced in some way that because of all the stuff they had to do, the eyes kind of would have given it away because the age in that, you even have to de-age the eyes. Right, because they get like less bright as they're older, yeah. But even then, I didn't think it was that distracting. It's literally like bits and pieces. It's it's not even entire scenes that way. So it's interesting. I didn't think it was distracting either, actually. I I didn't think it was distracting at all. I, I do remember on set seeing De Niro with the blue eyes because he had the contacts in. Yeah. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, because, you know, you weren't used to used to it at first. Yeah. Um, And he'd, like, take him out, like, immediately after getting... Oh, I'm sure. It probably bothers him so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I just did a film where I had to wear contacts um, oh, yeah. over the summer, and it was not a great experience. Well, this is an interesting so. segue because I was going to say before, f- before you get out of here, I thought I saw that you will also be in a new movie January 1st, right? Um, no. The no. R.L. Stein one? Oh, yes. However, it's, um, they haven't set a release date yet. Oh, cause so. IMDB had it as January 1st, 2020. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were actually, um, they were thinking about going for the summertime, so I'm not okay. sure. But yeah, um, the R.L. Stein uh, Fear Street movies. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, I worked, uh, my first job was in a library uh, when I was 16. And, you know, that was still R.L. Stein period for a lot of people. You know, it's post Hardy Boys or post, you know, all these other, you know, Babysitter's Club or yeah. any of these other ones. It was totally all rl stein at the moment and you know it's interesting that they don't do a ton of 
his adaptations before. Like this is kind of maybe like the second or third bite at that, but we're in an age where any kind of intellectual property, they're like, all right, let's give this a shot. So it's interesting that it's a movie. I would have thought that would have been more ripe for a series, but I'm actually excited that it's a movie. Yeah, it's um they're actually doing three movies. Oh, okay. It's a, yeah, it's a trilogy. Then that's way so, smarter. Yeah. Yeah, one, two, and three, and um yeah, it's I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm excited to yeah. see. Yeah, it was really fun to shoot. Now, Jillian cool. Jacobs is the lead in that. And well, not really. It's kind of confusing. Jillian Jacobs or Gillian? I'm not. Yeah, my yeah. apologies. Yeah, it's I um, think that's right. She's the one of the leads in the second movie. Um, okay. Yeah, and she. She's in the first movie a little bit. It's like um, it goes through different years. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how much I could say. Yeah, so, that's fine. So it goes through different years. So in the first movie, there's a cast of leads. In the second movie, there's like a different cast of leads. Okay. Um, in the third movie, you'll see a mixture of all right. sorts of people. Oh, that's fun. So yeah. Now, yeah. do you have? Is your character possibly in the plans for more than the first? I don't think I can say anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the guy's got to try. Yeah. But it sounds fun though. Where right. Where did you shoot that? Um, in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. That seems to be the hotbed. The new The new Hollywood is like everybody's it down is. there. Yeah. It's It's really cool shooting down there. Yeah. Because um yeah they have, a, it's a huge industry now. Everything you know, Stranger Things and right. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um and just like, a ton of stuff. Um I think the weather and right obviously tax incentives all sorts of things but right. it's nice with the weather kind of being able to shoot for you know longer times in the year with still being warm sure <laughs> so that's where nice. did they shoot mine hunter for you uh um pittsburgh pittsburgh okay yeah. that's another one of those kind of offshoots that they use as well it seems to be yeah you know there's certain uh tax incentive places that yeah. they kind of like hit little spots all over the country and that seems to be one of them yeah pittsburgh they have um some studios there right some lots and so that was really cool too yeah that was that was great uh, do you have anything else coming up that we should be looking for um so i t- talked about fear street fear street is the only thing in the works right now okay um and then yeah just um hopefully something else soon okay yeah we'll see did you shoot anything in connecticut at all um i did yes i shot um a short film in connecticut called okay. friday okay and yeah i saw that in that's the on my IMDb. okay yeah that's about ted bundy oh okay um that's really cool that is on um vimeo and shorts of the com. okay so people could watch that um that's a really great short film laura moss uh directed it and um She's a horror horror director, yeah. horror director. So it's kind of like scary and eerie. And we shot parts of that in New Milford, actually. Oh, okay, cool, and then nice. The rest of it we shot in Florida. Oh, okay. What did so. you think of the Ted Bundy movie? Have you watched that one yet? I I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> I'm so afraid. This is funny. I'm so afraid of like scary things, right? Scary movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, being in them is different, but like sure. watching them. Um, it's really hard for me. <laughs> so I kind of, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But um, even even like reading the scripts, like reading the Fear Street scripts, right. I'm like, I can't read this alone in my hotel room at night. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's great though. I, I, well, congratulations on all your success. Obviously, you know, Connecticut's proud of you, I'm sure. I, I, you know, I was very tempted to actually ask if you wanted to go to the opening night thing to kind of do a, a victory lap. Have you done that at all? <laughs> yeah. Like, have you gone out and like 
take your friends to go see the Irishman? Any of that stuff going on? I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, I know we've all kind of been waiting. My brother lives in Nashville. Okay. So he's coming home for the holidays. Right. So we all kind of want to see it together. Right. So we're just like waiting for us all to be together. And we'll probably, we'll probably, my mom and I saw it in theaters, but right. um, the rest of us will probably just see it on Netflix together because I'm not sure if it'll still be in theaters. Is it to being taken out? Yeah. I, I, when I talked to the theater, uh, they kind of were a little hesitant about kind of putting a date on it because yeah. it's doing so well that I don't know if they are just you know, cutting exactly at the 27th, uh, right. especially because that's weird stream for them anyway is something that kind of rotates on the Friday. So I, I, I don't think it's going to go much past that, but it might last until that Friday, at least like Thanksgiving night, you might be able to see it. Oh yeah, maybe. Because yeah. as a person who used to work in a movie <laughs> theater, I know they're open all day so yeah. you know you know so that's that sounds great though i, I like i said congratulations on all your success Thank and you. i hope uh, it's a nice pleasant experience whether you do watch it on netflix or whether you get to to do the theater experience that's that's got to be a cool way to just kind of show off in front of your friends yeah. and family. <laughs> well, it'll be fun on netflix to like pause it and be like look yeah exactly <laughs> That's how you get the good Instagram photos, oh, right? Like right. yourself next to yourself. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Yeah. Nice talking with you. 